you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Flopkowski. It is very hot here in Syracuse. So if you hear the fans running in the background, that is what that is for. I'm trying to keep the room nice and cool so that I can record all these great podcasts for you all. Ah, as we all know, I promised that the Eastern and Western Conference episodes would be released on Friday, April 14th. I am committing to that. It is 10.45 p.m. and I'm recording. I usually don't record this late. I did not know that the Avalanche would be playing a game on the final day of the regular season, and it also determined where they would be seated, so I had to wait for that game to conclude. They have just defeated the Predators and secured the number one overall seed in the Central Division. Furthermore, they have secured the number two overall seed in the Western Conference, which means they will play the first wildcard team in the first round. The Avalanche will take on the Seattle Kraken in the first round of the playoffs. Now, the Seattle Kraken have got to be one of the best stories of the season. Have they been the most consistent team? No, they had a stretch in their season, especially kind of mid-late, you know, right right around the, the beginning of January. They were very good, by the way. Pretty much through, I would say, pretty much good through January, right? They were 29, 15, and 5. And then February started. They got in a little bit of trouble in February. Because while they did end this end, end February... With 32 wins, they lost 21 games at, at the conclusion. That they were 21, or excuse me, they were 33, 21, and 6. They started the month of February at 29, 15, and 5. So they certainly lost more games than they won, uh, and, and and that affected them. Pretty largely. I mean, they finished the season with 28 wins, so they lost seven games in the final two two month and a half of the season, which isn't bad at all. They had a, a good uh, five-win streak um, in at, right at the end of February into March. They lost a few games, both to Dallas, actually. They lost back-to-back games against Dallas. Then they beat Dallas later in March. Uh, they, they, they had an interesting end of the season. It wasn't the most consistent. They were very good to start the season. They were one of the better teams in the NHL. Again, especially you look at them. They were at the end of January, the month of January, 29, 15, and 5. That was an excellent record by that point in the season. 
And if you look at the Avalanche, they almost had the opposite effect. They were honestly a, a, a very mediocre team throughout. I'm just trying to pull. I don't know why they won't let me see their full schedule. I'm just trying to see all their games. Ridiculous. Regular season. Okay. Yeah. So if you look at them, we'll, 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 we'll compare them equally. So the end of January, they were the Avalanche were 27, 18, and 3. So a little bit behind where the Kraken were, but they kind of went on a run, right? Again, they were 29, or excuse me, they were 27. I can't even see right now. My eyes are so itchy from the pollen. They were 27, 18, and 3. So just a little bit, as I said, behind where the Kraken were. They finished the season 51, 24, and 7. That's crazy. That's crazy that team was able to do that sort of thing. Right. They went from 27 wins, 18 losses, 3 overtime losses. Right? 51 wins, 24 losses, 7 overtime losses. It's insane. It's insane. They lost 6 games, was it? 7 games. six games in regulation from February to halfway through. That's two and a half months. And they lost six games in regulation. That's insane. Um, So this is going to be an interesting battle because you got two teams who kind of went in opposite directions this season, but both are very capable of winning in the playoffs. Both are 100-point teams. Now, when you look at the Avalanche, obviously last year's Stanley Cup champions – they're very similar, although they did lose Nazem Kadri. Their goaltenders are different. It's going to be Alexander Georgiev in the playoffs. He's had a solid season, 2.52 goals against average, 919 save, save percentage, both very solid. Uh, they have Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantan, who are both excellent players. Uh, obviously, they have Kale McCarr, Arturi Lekkanen, uh, Valeri Nishyushkin. Uh, they have Devon Taves. They have Samuel Girard, Logan O'Connor. A lot of good players on this on this Avalanche team, but it's really going to be up to McKinnon and Rantanen as to how far this Avalanche team goes. I think that their goaltending is good. They have two really good stars. So it's going to be up to those two guys, in my opinion, to get the job done. If you look at the, the Kraken, they've done, they've done it with a lot of guys doing a lot of good things. Obviously, Jared McCann had a 40-goal season, 70 points on the team. Uh, Vince Dunn, 50 assists on the season, which is insane. It's a lot for any player. They had a lot of good guys. Matty Veneers had a really solid, solid season. Jaden Schwartz, Daniel Sprong, Jordan Everly. A lot of these guys, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Brandon Tanev. They're a well-built team, and they have strong pieces. I don't love Martin Jones as a goaltender, though. It's either him or Grubauer, and I don't know who they're going to run with in the playoffs. It's 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 going to be interesting because they've played a lot of Grubauer recently. Jones hasn't played in a little bit. Now, maybe they're resting him for the playoffs. I feel like they're probably going to – I mean, the splits are so similar, though. Grubauer has a better goals against average and actually a better save percentage. But they've given Martin Jones – Nine more starts on the season. So it's going to be interesting to see who they pick. I think that goaltending is going to be an issue for them no matter what, though. You look at them team-wise, team statistics, right? 
the Avalanche are just a much better defensive team. They both score. Now, this Kraken score 0.2 goals per game more than the Avalanche do, but the Avalanche let up over 0.3 goals fewer per game than the Kraken do. And I think that's going to play more of an impact um, in the playoffs. Now, biggest thing I look at is the Kraken's power play is 19% compared to 25% essentially for it's actually really 20 and 25. So it's a 5% difference, but the Avalanche's penalty kill is 3% better than the Kraken's. Is. So they're they're disparate in terms of those stats. The, the power play is definitely going to be an advantage for the Avalanche no matter what. I, honestly, you got to pick the team in form here. You got to pick the team who's been playing better hockey. You got to pick the team who finished the season in a really strong way. You got to pick the team with more playoff experience. And you have to pick the team that I would say has a clear goaltender. And I just feel that the Kraken lack those things that the Avalanche have. I would say, it's, I think it's going to be a competitive series. I think you'll see the Kraken steal probably two games. I think it's going to be a five or six game series. I'm leaning six. I'm leaning kind of that middle amount. Um, just because I don't think the Kraken are atrocious. They don't have bad goaltending. They don't have bad team defense. It's just not as good as the Avalanche. But there are going to be some games where they're going to score or score five goals, and that may be too much for the Avalanche. But I'm going to ride the hot team. I'm going to go in six games, probably five or six, but I'm going to roll with six, uh, and I'll take the Avalanche to win the series versus the Kraken. Now, because of the Avalanche's win, that forces the Stars and Wild to play against each other in the first round. And this is another good matchup. I think you have two really solid teams right here. Both, again, these are both Central Division teams. Uh, whereas in the last matchup, obviously, the Kraken are part of the Pacific Division. Uh, so taking a look at the Stars and Wild. Uh, obviously, Minnesota's a really solid team. Kirill Kaprizov's a really good player. Now, have they been informed now? I would say, or I would argue, no. I mean, you look at the way the Wild have been playing recently. It's They've been loose with the wins, loose with the losses. They're 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. Dallas is 8-2 in their last 10, so very disparate, right? Number one. Number two, if you look at the way the Wild have kind of finished this season, it's been good, uh, but we'll, we'll look. Again, I, I picked the end of January. That's right before the All-Star break, I believe, um, start of February. So before the All-Star break, when was the Let me just double check. I didn't show All-Star break. February 3rd and 4th. Okay, that's why I'm using that. I knew there was a reason. I just forgot. Okay, uh, before the All-Star break, they were 27-17-4, so very solid. Again, very similar to the Avalanche. After that, now, they're 46-25-11. So they've been good. Maybe not as good. In this last stretch, basically since the start of March, they were 34-21-6 20, at the end of February. Right, so to start March, that was the record. They've won twelve games. They've lost four. Wait, is that right? Maybe it is. That's not. Oh, okay. They've lost a lot of overtime games. Okay, it's not a sound. I was like, how is that? How is that possible? They've lost five overtime games, which do count, by the way. Overtime games surely count in the playoffs. Overtime games are finished. 
Um, obviously not with a shootout, but loss is a loss in my book. Uh, and the Stars, they've, again, they've been much better recently. Again, eight and two in their last 10, a very solid team. We all know this. It's, it's all clear to us. And at the All-Star break, they were 28, 13, and 10, so just slightly better. And of course, they finish a little bit better than the Wild do. I mean, they're not they're not that far apart, folks. It, it, we're talking about five points here, which is just a couple games. But a couple things, right? Let's look at their team. Obviously, the Wild, Kirill Kaprizov, he you know didn't score as many points as I think many people thought he would. Uh, that you know, he also only played sixty seven games, which is definitely part of the reason. Uh, last year he had one hundred eight and eighty one games. This year he had seventy five and sixty seven games. But, you know, again, he scored 40 goals again, so I don't think he's or anyone else is complaining about Kirill's performance this season. Matt Zuccarello, Matt Boldy, Joel Erickson, Joel Frederick Goudreau, Ryan Hartman. A lot of those guys had very good seasons. I think they made a lot of good moves. They made some good moves at the deadline. Um, I do like this team. I think that they're a solid team. I think that they play well. Their goaltending, I think, is a big strength. I think it's probably going to be Mark Andre Fleury in the series. And I know, I know, he hasn't had the most incredible season. Two eight five goals against average, nine oh eight save percentage, which you know it's not ideal. It's not the best I've ever seen. But he's a very experienced goaltender in the playoffs. I'll be interested to see. I think they might probably start both goalies in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised to see that either. Gustafsson's had statistically the better year. Uh, 210 goals against average, 931 save percentage. They'll probably start Gustafsson the first two games. If he's playing well, they're going to ride the hot hand. If not, they're probably going to have Flurry take a game. I, I wouldn't be shocked for that to happen, by the way. I think that's very reasonable to see that to see that happen so you know the wild are i think they have what's a good problem now it's still a problem right it's still a problem that you have to choose which goaltender because eventually it's going to come down to that choice could be the difference in the series however it, it's 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 a better problem than having two not so good goaltenders and having to choose between those Looking at the stars, Jason Robertson's an absolute dog. The kid is just incredible at hockey. Uh, he is maybe one of the best young players in the league. Uh, last year, 41 goals. This year, topped with 46. But the assist numbers, last season, 38. This season, 63. 109 points this season. It's just ridiculous. Jamie Benn had a great season. I mean, Jamie Benn's getting, old out, he's getting older out there. And for him to put up 33 goals at his age... Guys, Jamie Benn is 33 years old. He's been playing in the NHL with the Stars his entire career since the 09-2010 season, which is incredible. I mean, that's, that's 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. That's incredible. A great playing by him, absolutely, of course, always. All right. Joe Pavelski, who is also getting up there, decided, oh, I'll put up 28 goals and 40-something and, and assists this year. He's in. He's been playing in the league since 06, 07. So he's been on the ice forever. Uh, <laughs> he, he'll be approaching his 20th year in a couple of years if he decides to play. He's 38 years old. 
It's ridiculous. They're, they're, the depth on this team, for to have guys who are that old putting up those types of numbers while you also have a guy, Tyler Sagan, another old vet. Who, and by old, I'm not trying to say they're old old. I mean, they're, they're relatively young people, but 31 is an old for a hockey player. Um, these guys are just studs, and they're just – they're they they're aging like fine wine, uh, and and I think they're going to be able to continue that in the playoffs. Goaltending, what's the issue? You have Jake Ottinger, one of the best young goaltenders in the game. He's got thirty seven wins, two point three seven goals against average, nine nineteen save percentage. He's an absolute dog. Uh, this team is very good. They made the cup a couple years ago. It's going to be a goalie duel between Gustafsson and Ottinger, two of the better goaltenders in the league right now. Um, if I have to give an edge, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I got to roll probably with the Stars in seven games, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the Stars are a very good team, but they have the experience that Minnesota lacks. Minnesota has a history of not being so great in the playoffs, and I, I don't like to feed into any of that except for when it's the Toronto Maple Leafs because I, I don't like the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I, I think that... The Stars maybe have a little too much depth, a little too much experience. I do think Gustafsson may be the better goaltender. He will steal a couple games. He could steal He could steal an important game. I think this is going to go to seven. I see it as a toss-up. I'm going to roll the Stars. But I honestly could really see, looking at the rest of the series here, I honestly feel like this is probably the most toss-up series out of all the opening round series in the playoffs this year. So... Take that for what you will. I'm going to go with the Stars in seven, though. All right, let's talk about the best team in the West. I'll be the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, wasn't the cleanest finish to the season, though, was it for them? I mean, it just a little surprising how, you know, they definitely stumbled <laughs> to the finish there uh, quite a bit, by the way. Um, I don't I don't like to, you know, talk about teams in, in, a, in a bad way, but... They had an interesting finish. Uh, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as confident or... I mean, they had some big wins. 7-2 over Columbus. They also lost the previous game 7-2 to Calgary. So they had an interesting finish. They had some good games. They had some bad games. Um, overall, though, you know, they had a rough stretch in January where they lost essentially 8 out of 10 games, which is just awful uh but they they got jonathan quick on the team he's he's done a really nice job i mean his last two games both uh, last three games last two games both went to overtime uh jonathan quick he's he's you know he's a good goaltender i think he's had some rough games this season where i don't think he's gonna be the starter for playoff games unfortunately i would love to see them play the knights and have those two guys go head to head uh, quick versus the Knights. There are uh, excuse me, the Kings. That would be an awesome, uh, you know, an awesome experience. I don't think that's going to happen though. The Knights are a good team. Listen, there's a reason why they're the best team in the Western Conference. Now the issue is, who are their stars? Is it Jack Eichel? He put up 66 points, but he did put do that in 67 games. Chandler Stevenson, solid season, only 65 points though. Again. Jonathan Marceau, a lot of guys with a lot of assists, which tells me, hey, this team, everyone scores goals. Riley Smith, Petrangelo, William Carlson, Mark Stone, Philip Kessel. A lot of these guys have 
good goal totals. They have a bunch of guys in the teens, a lot of guys with 14, 16, 17 goals, not a lot of guys with a lot of big goals. So they're going to see a very balanced attack from this team. They're unselfish with the puck. Uh, Quick, unfortunately, is not going to be the starter. I know as many of us may want him to be the starter. It's probably definitely not going to happen. Um, so wishful thinking. Uh, their actual goaltender, is it going to be? So here's the thing. Thompson has not played a game. Is he injured right now? I believe he is. And he's on a day-to-day. Is there anything? Let me look it up. Let me see if there's any news on him. Everything is from two months ago. So Logan Thompson. Because if he doesn't play, that's huge. Yeah, so... When was this written? Rotowire, April 12th. And his availability to start the playoffs is in doubt. Uh, it's probably going to be... It's either going to be Loren... And I'm going to butcher this name, so I just bear with me. It's probably going to be. It's probably going to be Laurent Brasseau, who is, by the way, 7 0 3, 217 goals against average, 927 save percentage. So he's not a, a slouch by any means, but um, at the same time, you know, looking at him. He doesn't exactly have a ton of NHL experience. Has never played more than 25 games in a season. Um, you know, his career stats, 908 save percentage, 278 goals against average. He's all right, but is he starter caliber against a playoff team? That's a big question. Uh, and if Logan Thompson has a go, would they go to Jonathan Quick? He hasn't been as good, but he has more playoff experience. I mean, Jonathan Quick has won the LA Kings trophy single-handedly. So would they go to quick? I think that's a big decision for them to make. And now they're going up against the Jets, and the Jets have been – I know I recorded an episode on them. They've just been such a tough team to watch. Uh, They've just – they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. It's who is this team? Um, (laughs) Kyle Connor, Morrissey, Shoffley – Pierre-Luc Dubois, Blake, Blake, Blake Wheeler, uh, Nikolai Ezers. They have some good players. They signed Nito Niederreier. They traded for him. It's a great move, I think. The Jets are a solid team, and I think here's the biggest thing. They got Connor Hellebuck in goal, and he's a dog. Played 64 games this season, won 37 of them. He did lose 25, not due to his fault, though. 2.49 goals against average, 920 save percentage. The team itself... Does not score a lot. Three goals per game, which is just, it might not be enough to beat the Kings even without, even without their, their potential, you know, their, their, their best goaltender, right? Starting games. And that would be huge. The Kings score, or Knights score 3.26 goals against game, or goals four per game. They are... They both allow pretty much the same goals against per game, both at 
the power plays for both teams is not very good. The Winnipeg Jets actually have a much better penalty kill, though. It's 5% better. Um, listen, if Logan Thompson isn't able to go, I think that's a huge blow to the Knights. I think if Logan Thompson doesn't start, which feels like he's probably not going to at least play at least the beginning of the series. I think the Jets have a real shot. and They're not a great team, but they can put something together. Um, and they have a great goaltender. Uh, you know what? I'm going to roll. If Logan Thompson goes, I'll go Knights in five. Knights in five. Right? If Logan Thompson goes, I'll go Knights in... You know, I'll go Knights in six. If Logan Thompson's a starter, Knights in six. Right? Starter for the whole series, or at least... Four of the six games, four of the you know four of the six games, right? If Logan's not the starter, I'll roll. I'm gonna roll Jets in six. If he if he does not play more than a game or two, I'm gonna go Jets in six because I just think that Hellebuck's good enough where this he can carry this team. They you know the Knights they're not super scary. I know they've won a lot of games. You got to put respect on that, but. I don't know, man. It, it feels like this is a, a dangerous point. Now, if Thompson doesn't play, I mean, Brosseau's not bad. You know what? I'll go, I will go Jets in seven. If Thompson doesn't play, I get the Jets winning in seven. That's what I'll do. Not six, I'll run, I'll roll seven. All right. Final matchup. I God, I hope that's correct. We have the Oilers versus the Knights. Or I, I, I switched Knights and Kings, and then I can't even speak right now. Awful. All right. <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers playing the Los Angeles Kings. This is going to be a good matchup, folks. I, 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 I like both of these teams, but I think you know which team I'm going to roll with. The Oilers have been absolutely astounding as soon as they signed Ekblad. Obviously, obviously. McDavid, Dreisaitl, arguably the two best forwards in the game right now. McDavid, 153 points, 64 goals. Dreisaitl, 52 goals, 76 assists. Ryan Nugent Hopkins also had 100 points for this season. They had three guys over 100 points. Zach Hyman was incredible, 36 goals, 47 assists. This team is going to score a lot of goals. All right, they score nearly four goals per game. And that's a problem for the Kings because they allow 3.1 goals per game. Um, now the story with Edmonton, I've said it a lot is if they allow a lot of goals in the playoffs, like they did last year, this team's not going to go far, but Stuart Skinner has been good enough. Ekblad has been the, the necessary thing for this team to boost. The Kings feel to me like they're good. They have, I mean, it's going to be Copley as their goaltender. I think, or is it going to be Jonas Corpusa? I don't know. But their goaltending is definitely a problem. Kopitar, Fiala, they have great players. Drew Doughty, Arvidsson, they have guys who have experience. They have guys who know what to do in the playoffs. But this Oilers team is going to roll the hell over them. The Oilers play power play is 32%. It's 32%. They're 32% the power play. All right? And... The Kings have an average penalty kill. In fact, it's worse than the Oilers. So I'm going to roll 
I'm gonna roll Edmonton in. F- I'm gonna roll Edmonton in four. I'm gonna roll Edmonton. No, Edmonton in five. Edmonton in five. All right. Kings, I think we'll probably get a game. I know the Oilers swept through a couple teams last year. It definitely could happen again. Let's not let's not go crazy and say that they couldn't. I think that they absolutely, absolutely could roll over this Kings team and win. But I'll go five games. I'll, I'll throw the Kings a bone. All right, Western Conference, Abs, Stars. As I said, it could be the Knights. It could be the Jets. I think it's probably going to be six or seven games that series. Toss it up for whoever, depending on the goaltender. If Thompson's playing, you know, I'd, I'd lean Knights in six. If it's best or uh, whoever the other guy is, can't even remember his name. My apologies. I would lean Jets in maybe six or seven. I know the Knights are a good team. That's the weirdest matchup for me. Oilers in four or five. I'm going to roll with five. What a playoffs we have set for us. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Master Plan. NBA playoffs start tomorrow. Episodes will be out tomorrow for that. Don't worry, we have you covered. Thank you all for listening and have a great day or great evening whenever you're listening to this. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.